It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire. You need Indeed. Is Peyton Thorne really the best option for Hugh Freeze and the Auburn Tigers? Freezing temperatures are likely for several hours inland and a few hours closer to the coast. Yes. You are Locked On Auburn, your daily podcast on the Auburn Tigers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Yes, welcome on into Locked On Auburn, your daily Auburn Tigers podcast. I'm your host, Zach Blackerby, and thank you so much for making Locked On Auburn your first listen every single day. Joining me today, special guest, J.D. Piquel, the man over at the On3 YouTube page. If you see any kind of video content with On3, it is J.D. typically serving up some delicious, delicious takes. And in fact, earlier this week, J.D., you and I DM'd back and forth a little bit about it, but you were saying, hey, Casey Thompson should be the guy that Hugh Freeze is going after, not Peyton Thorne. Now that it seems to be Peyton Thorne, what are your thoughts on that? Yeah, man, it's really seeming more and more like we're just waiting for there to be some sort of Twitter graphic from somebody to say Peyton Thorne's headed to Auburn. Was, yeah. I'm going to kind of slow my roll here so I'm not too out in front of myself. But that that's the way it's feeling right now. Um, yeah, you know, I think the logic behind bringing in a guy like Peyton Thorne makes a lot of sense could offer you two years instead of the one year that Casey Thompson offers, probably feel a little bit better about his health than you do Casey Thompson coming off shoulder surgery. So the reason why I was leaning more towards Casey Thompson than Peyton Thorne was just purely from a dynamic standpoint. I think Casey Thompson brings a little bit more with his legs. Um, I also like the fact that he's played at some big-time programs at Texas and at Nebraska where the, the spotlight's pretty bright, not to say anything of Michigan State. But, no, I think either guy, regardless of if it was you know, ends up being Thorne like we think it's going to be or if it somehow ended up being Casey Thompson, I think either guy for you is an upgrade and you assume will be your starter for, for game one. Even with the timing of all of it, J.D., because I think that's the biggest argument if you're – and there's a lot of the Auburn fan base that is extremely pro-Robbie Ashford, right – where they're saying, hey, no matter what, Robbie's still the guy. I'm not really on that side of it. I, I think whoever Hugh Freeze brings in, he's bringing him in for a reason, and that's part of the sales pitch. And the NIL funding behind it, I think, is pretty evident, you know, the importance of of kind of what you can kind of think this is going to potentially look like, J.D. So you, you think regardless of who it is, it will be an upgrade in the favor to start over Robbie? It's one of those things, go back to the old saying of, you know, your actions are speaking so loud, I can't hear your words. We, we can talk about how it's going to be an open competition and how Robbie Ash mm -hmm. is going to get his shot. And I think that's probably all true to a degree, but they're not bringing in a Casey Thompson or a Peyton Thorne. I'll, I'll lean towards Peyton Thorne right now. They're not bringing him in to sit here for a year and learn the offense and then have a chance to compete next spring. Like whoever you bring in, you bring them in after spring ball with the assumption that they're going to have every chance in the world to be your starting quarterback for game one. So I think... Robbie Ashford's a tremendous talent, and you hope he sticks around and he'll graduate in June of next yeah, year. Yeah. But even with that being said, I, I really think that Peyton Thorne, should he end up choosing Auburn, will be your guy game one. 
So you cover this from, you know, I mean, you're talking about every type of offense throughout college football and how it impacts things. When you look at the potential addition of Peyton Thorne with a Hugh Freeze type offense, which we kind of expect should be a big step forward because Auburn hasn't really had an offense in a few years, it seems like. Where does this put him in regards like the pecking order in the SEC in your mind, J.D.? I think you hit it on the head. It's just a tremendous upgrade for the ceiling at Auburn. Like, I'm sure we'll, we'll get a little bit more of a gauge for where Auburn's at in the pecking order. We get closer to the fall and all these roster dominoes kind of settle. But yep, yep. I, I really do think that the ceiling that I was talking about previously was Auburn with Robbie Ashford. The ceiling is maybe close to eight wins. Again, that's the ceiling, which eight wins in year one, based on what happened a season ago, it's not bad. You can take them the recruiting trail and pitch the trajectory and where the program's headed. But you bring in a talent like a Peyton Thorne, then you're talking about, hey, is our ceiling nine wins? Is the ceiling 10 wins? Like, if that's the ceiling, I'm pretty excited if I'm an Auburn fan. So that's that's not any prediction on what they'll finish at. But with that being said, just the overall excitement about the ceiling of a program with the upgrade at quarterback and fitting into that RPO up tempo system, you think you'll probably score some points with the running back room being the way it is. Maybe we land somebody through the portal. Maybe some guy like Camden yeah. Brown steps up. Like, there's a lot to be excited about if all these pieces fit together how they should, but having the quarterback down, I mean, that's over half the problems offensively, it would feel like to me. I mean, especially if you're Hugh Freeze. I mean, he's had such good success with quarterbacks, whether at Ole Miss, whether at Liberty. I mean, we, we, we all know his success rate with quarterbacks. I want to push back a little bit on something you just said, though, J.D., because with Robbie, and like, like I said, I, I don't think Robbie is going to start for Auburn in 2023. I just don't. We're, we're in agreement there. But... I like the addition of a new quarterback and bring him in because of the floor. I think Robbie's ceiling is actually really, really high. I just don't think he's going to pull it all together this summer. I just don't. I mean, he's a solid athlete, and every now and then I'll have one of those throws that's just beautiful, and it's like, man, if he could do that even 50% of the time, all of a sudden you know, you're, you're, you're going to be a really, really good quarterback in the SEC. But the low points are tough, right? I mean, fumbling when nobody touches you and – decision-making and it's like, what were you thinking there? And, you know, I, there's other factors on top of that outside of just of his, just his play. But I think his ceiling is pretty high, but his floor is really, really low. You bring in a Peyton Thorne, all of a sudden, I think that floor shifts up several stories all of a sudden. I, I think that's the appealing part of all of this. No, I think you're on the money. And you look at Peyton Thorne, like in terms of someone who's proven, who's been a multi-year starter, multi-year captain, like yeah. there's no guessing with what Peyton Thorne would bring to the table. So no, I think I think you're on the money. The floor is absolutely raised. I think the ceiling's raised. I think you take the whole house and you probably move it to a different neighborhood and just enjoy the fact that you got a nice zip code and a nice neighborhood pool now. Yeah, I get it. I get that. So are you buying, you know, anytime somebody leaves your program, and this isn't just, you know, a Michigan State thing, but I am going to single them out here, but when any anytime somebody leaves, you're like, oh, well, we didn't want them anyway. We're glad that they left, right? Like, I'm glad she broke up with me. I was going to break up with her anyway, right? I mean, that's kind of what we're feeling and hearing from the Michigan State folks. Are you buying that at all, J.D.? You know, I would be buying it less if they were saying the same thing about Keon Coleman, who's also jumped in the portal. Um, I do think there was some real frustrations among the fan base with Peyton Thorne. I think there was a time last year even where they were booing him. So I think it was a thing where, mm -hmm. hey, we want to see improvement from you. And he set the bar so high in year one with winning 11 games. And I know sure, Kenneth sure. Walker was a part of that, so I'm not going to pretend that it wasn't a thing. But, no, I, th I think the Peyton Thorne conversation around, 
hey, we're sad to see him go is probably true. But I do think they have some answers they're excited about with Noah Kim being back there. Um, There was conversation out of spring that he maybe even looked better than Peyton Thorne. Again, maybe this is all through rose-colored grasses now that Peyton Thorne is in the portal and not going to be at Michigan State. But Keon Coleman's a guy that... I think not to get too far down the road with with the Michigan State conversation. Uh, there's a lot of people now that are saying like, "Oh, that's that's a big loss for us. Like we we lose our top wide receiver. He's probably going to end up at one of these schools in the South. I know he's visiting Florida State or maybe LSU, which is yeah. and now from where he went to high school. Uh, that hurts. And so I think there is some legitimate. We hate to see Peyton Thorne go, but at the same time, we have some answers. And uh, Auburn should should be absolutely excited because I think it's definitely an upgrade, like you and I talked about. Yeah, and I think perspective is important with this JD, right? I mean, cause it, it's not like you're trying to add a Heisman winner or a Heisman candidate with this. I, I think you're looking for somebody that's probably more stable than the guys that you currently have on your roster, which, you know, did include TJ Finley. Now it's just really Robbie Ashford holding Gurner. Cause I don't think you're going to start the true freshman Hank Brown, which I'm calling him the baby goat. Cause I expect good things from him in the future JD, but it's just, you got to get better. Like, can you get better? Can you get to a situation where you can compete for, you know, nine wins somehow, you know, when you're halfway through November and you look up and it's like, okay, you know, maybe we can do something like this. Maybe it's a down year for Alabama. You can win the Iron Bowl at home. You know, something like that where there's hope halfway through November because we haven't really felt that at Auburn in several, several seasons. I think Peyton Thorne, assuming he can stay healthy, I think he offers that. And I think the things they built out around him too give me excitement. Like short of the wide receiver position, you look up and down this roster and you say – Improved a lot on the O-line through the portal. Improved a lot on the defensive side through the portal. They're excited about Justin Rogers. And so if we can have someone at wide receiver step up, hey, this conversation changes a little bit. And just like you said, someone that you're you're more sure about with a Peyton Thorne, the, the higher floor, higher ceiling. We talked about that. I mean, I think Peyton Thorne plugging into this offense, if they have the right things around him at the receiver position, there could be some some really promising results from that. I really believe that. Yeah, I, I'm there with you. I'm there with you. JD, I want your thoughts. I want you to uh, to get ready to kind of whip out a report card, if you will, and tell me what you think and what you would grade Hugh Freeze's job so far on the planes. But first, this show brought to you by our friends at Built Bar. Built Bar is the best tasting protein bar ever. Every bar covered 100% in delicious, decadent chocolate. They're all uh, around 130 calories with just four grams of sugar and 17 to 18 grams of protein, depending on the bar. They're all delicious. And normally, you've got to go to Built.com and wait for them to arrive at your doorstep. That is no longer the case. You can go to your local Sam's Club, your local Walmart, and also several other grocery stores now carry Built Bar. You will not regret it. Check it out, Built.com or your local store. And if you order online, locked on 15 for 15% off your order. J.D., it's Kubota Orange Day. Shop the year's best selection of Kubota tractors, zero-turn mowers, and utility vehicles, including the number one selling compact tractor in the USA, and now through June 30. Get 0% APR for 84 months, or up to $3,300 off select compact tractors. See the details at KubotaOrangedays.com. Your family, your land, and your livestock deserve equipment they can count on. So find your local dealer today. That's KubotaOrangedays.com. Piquel, our guest today, Hugh Freeze, has he done enough to get an A? Is it a solid B? Is it a B plus? I mean, it's got to be in that range, JD, right? 
You know, I was talking to my good friend Jingly about this a little bit as to, you know, how excited should I be about the way that Auburn's recruiting and where's this thing headed? And he and I essentially agreed, Hugh Freeze, we're going to find out what he is in the fall. But yeah. when I look at what he's done so far, I'll give him a B plus. If they land a Peyton Thorne, I'll put him a lot closer to like, hey, email the teacher, see if you can get rounded up to the A minus kind of range. I mean, sure, the sure. 2024 class right now, according to our industry rankings here at On3, they've got a top 15 class and Hugh Freeze has been there for like a cup of coffee and a couple winter workouts. Uh, they had a top 20 class when with the same timeline essentially with him in the 2023 cycle. And they've got a top five portal class. So the name of the game, it seems like for Hugh Freeze right now is like, let's get a new foundation here. Let's acquire the talent we need to get back to being competitive. Not to knock Brian Harson, but the cupboard isn't necessarily stocked with everything that you need to everything that you need to compete in the SEC. And the SEC is a place where, you know, men lie, women lie, and y'all know this as well as anybody, the schedule will not lie to you. You'll find out yeah. really quickly what kind of talent you have. And so uh, right now, give him a B plus, but landing Peyton Thorne, that would put him a lot more into the conversation around maybe it's an A minus and you feel a lot more excited about your chances in 2023. I mean, it's amazing how quick, and, and you guys at On3 do a better job of anybody as far as tracking the portal, but like, it's amazing how quick you can flip the roster now. Five players from the 2019 class is all that's left. That's all that's left with this Auburn roster. Five guys from 2019. And I think Hugh Freeze is okay with that. I think he likes the five guys that are there. I think they're all pretty much starters at this point, as they should be, because they've been there for a hot minute. But it's amazing, J.D., that somebody can come in and flip the roster in two seasons. It's wild. It really is a wild world we're living in right now. And there's a lot of conversation around what NIL means to this and how it's changing modern college football. I think that's definitely true. I would say with the way the portal works now and how many guys are on the move every single portal window, like you better be able to win in the relational game. Like when a kid has one of your hats up there, he has your school's hat up there on signing day, and he doesn't pick your school, hey, stay tuned in now because he might be available here this time next year and you might have a chance to get him. You don't want to burn any bridges. So I think the relational aspect, I'm, I'm confident that Hugh Freeze is doing a good job at and I think it's going to pay dividends long term for Auburn with uh, with how they've done so far this being the tip of the iceberg with this transfer portal class they're getting some dudes and doing it where it counts in the trenches I think it was three different guys in the O-line Justin Rogers Hugh Free says he's going to demand double teams uh, I believe it was Keys from Ole Miss is a guy they're excited about so it's mm-hmm. it's starting to kind of look a little bit more like that roster that you need it sounds like to win in the SEC and just the vicious gauntlet that that schedule is yeah, and you touched on it when you talked about the pieces around Thorne if he were to come, and I'm with you. I like, other than wide receiver, I think the starters are solid. It's the too deep, you know, if somebody gets hurt in a few positions, like all of a sudden, I think it really kind of changes the calculus of all of this, but the starting situation, I think, is really, really solid, and most of these guys are new, right? I mean, you look at the offensive line, three of the new starters will be transfers, one has a chance to be a true freshman. We'll certainly see. And then one guy, uh, Jeremiah Wright, like he never got the chance to start last year despite being the best offensive lineman on the team. They just didn't want to start him because that's what the old staff did. So, I mean, th- there, there's a lot of this, though, where you're like all of a sudden, you're like, okay, you can see his path to acquiring talent. Now the next step is you got to acquire depth. He's got plenty of scholarships to do this. He's got five or six scholarships. Uh, as far as trying to build out this portal class now and finish it 
as they go into you know summer, and you're going to see a lot of guys grad transfer out, I think, over the next few weeks across college football. Can he do that? Can he make that pitch, do you think, at this stage of the year, J.D.? Because if you're transferring and you're being pitched, you're going to be a key depth piece. That's that's not enticing, right? Yeah, I think at that point, you're probably playing more the game of the guy that's going to transfer up. Like Maybe it's that FCS yeah. offensive lineman or defensive lineman and pitching like, hey, we see talent in you. We see potential in you. Come to Auburn. Come be a part of the SEC. Put that nice AU helmet on and kick it here for a year. We'll get you developed. I promise you the meal plan is different than it is at the FCS level. Uh, it'll be a good deal to sit tight. I think that's probably more the game you have to play as opposed to going out and grabbing guys that are, that are going to start day one for you outside of obviously Peyton Thorne at the quarterback position. And uh, we actually had Coach Freeze on the show not too long mm -hmm. ago, and we asked him, like, hey, how long is it going to take for, for you to eventually get Auburn where you expect it to be? And, I mean, just in typical – you know, coach freeze, coach speak kind of way. He's like, give us, give us two classes. I shouldn't say coach speak because he's very transparent. But in, in you know, how any head coach would answer that, saying, you know, give us two classes, see where we're at then, and we'll have a better answer for you. Is essentially what he said. So I think this portal cycle is crucial to that foundation. But but I truly believe they still want to build uh, at the high school level, as I think most coaches probably do. Yeah, but I mean, he can't do that yet, right? I mean, he likes. He likes the freshman that he has, and he's got three dudes that I think have a chance to start. Connor Lou, Kane Lee, and Keldrick Falk, all flips, by the way. And all of a sudden, it's like, okay, well, that's that's a good base, but yeah, two classes that I think make sense. Talking to folks close to Freeze, it sounds like he was all in on you know the 2024, like peaking for 2024, you know, and fighting for that playoff, which of course he is. And then like he was doing that, and he's like, I'm too competitive. I'm going to do everything I can to win this year as well, which which makes sense, which Auburn fans want. I think that's why Hugh Freeze has been a successful coach wherever he's been. So, J.D., I want your guess. Let's project a little bit, and this is impossible. Like you said, when you're handing out grades, it's like, well, it doesn't really matter until, until this fall. But let's take a guess on how many games Auburn can win. We'll do that in just a moment right here on Locked on Auburn. It's Kubota Orange Day. Shop the year's best selection of Kubota tractors, zero-turn mowers, and utility vehicles, including the number one selling compact tractor in the USA, and now through June 30. Get 0% APR for 84 months, or up to $3,300 off select compact tractors. See the details at KubotaOrangedays.com. Your family, your land, and your livestock deserve equipment they can count on. So find your local dealer today. That's KubotaOrangedays.com. Want to encourage you to join the Locked on Auburn Discord. It is free. All you have to do is click the link in the episode description down below. All right, JD, I've been consistently saying seven and five. If you catch me on a bad day, I'll say six and six. If you catch me on an absolutely booking, I'll say eight and five, but or eight and four. But I, I think seven and five is kind of my guess right now for how Auburn's going to do this season. No, I, I would lean that way as well. Obviously, this assumption is with landing someone the caliber of Peyton Thorne. And then sure, sure. If, if they get to that seven win mark, I think it's because someone like a Camden Brown stepped up or they landed someone else through the portal that they're excited about. Um, I think seven and five, I think, I think that's a very realistic place to live. That seven and five, six and six range is is definitely the way I would lean. I think if, if the entire operation were to fall apart, I think the floor is probably somewhere in, in the five and seven range. Like I, I don't think Auburn takes some sort of drastic step back this year and we're picking up the pieces saying, Whoa, that was a crazy year one. I don't know what happened in year one under Hugh Freeze. I think six and six, seven and five is right around where I would be content to to put Auburn at this point in time. 
Yeah, and, and I think a lot of that has to do with how manageable the non-conference schedule is because your your P5 opponent, you're you're on the road and it's very far away. You're going to Cal, but I mean that's pretty that's pretty manageable. I mean, when you look at UMass, Cal, Sanford, and New Mexico State, like that's the easiest non-conference schedule I can remember Auburn having in a very long time. And if you want to get a little bit greedy here, looking at the home games, you're like, okay, Ole Miss at home, got Bama at home, you got Georgia at home. You're saying, okay, like, it, can you get one of those? Like, can we? Maybe. Like, I mean, I'm, I know we're we're sort of projecting here a little bit, but when you look at the games that would just be dreadful to have on the road, the only one I'm looking at and, and jumping off the page here is you don't probably want to go to College Station. You don't love going to you know Tiger Stadium in Baton Rouge, but. Outside of that, man, like the, the big dogs, they got to come to your house for the most part, you know, excluding Ole Miss from that conversation for now. But getting Georgia and Bama at home, you're like, all right, Iron Bowl, rivalry weekend. Game's been sneaky regardless of where Bama and Auburn are at. So uh, I, I think seven and five, like you said, that the schedule itself, it's an SEC schedule. Don't get it twisted. But I, I think it'll be, you know, in some ways that there's some glimmers of, of hope to, to pull from in my mind when I look at the schedule. Yeah, yeah, and then just, I mean, you mentioned Alabama at home to end the year. It's like, well, it's a fir- Auburn Auburn head coach in his first year at Jordan-Hare Stadium. Typically works out. We'll see. We'll see. You know, how down of a year is it going to be for Bama? A lot of people are saying that. I'm not buying it yet. I'll believe it when I see it. I feel like we've said that a million times, and it's never really, never really happened. But um, how close of a lock is Auburn going to Vandy in your mind? You said how close of a lock is Auburn going to Vandy? Mm-hmm. Man, I don't want to count the chickens before they hatch. I know Billy Napier okay. and company would tell us that. I mean, unless unless <laughs> Vanderbilt somehow takes some substantial step forward or they have someone on that depth chart that we don't know about right now, which is very possible with it being May. Um, I mean, I, I'd probably put a confidence points of like 9 out of 10 on it. I feel, I feel really good about Auburn going to Vandy, especially with the potential upgrade at quarterback. Like, Vanderbilt's going to have to to figure it out a little bit here in 2023, unfortunately, because we love Vanderbilt just down the street from us. But, yeah, I I feel pretty confident about Auburn being able to take care of business, especially with the upgrades they have when it comes to the talent on this roster. Like just comparing roster to roster, I think they're in a very different place than Vanderbilt is. And uh, if Auburn fans are in Asheville, I would would go check that game out. It should be a good one. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, So, I mean, all of a sudden that that, with your non-conference, you're at five. You're at five wins right there, and it's... You know, can you win and can you win in Fayetteville? Can you w- beat one of the Mississippi schools at home? And it's like, yeah, I mean, I, I think I think seven to five is totally reasonable. We don't know what Mississippi State's going to be. I mean, they're trying a new pair of shoes. They're not going to be the same air raid approach we would imagine. And it's a an air raid roster that you were dealing with before. So right. what do they look like? Yeah, I think there's there's a lot of avenues here where you're like, yeah, we're looking at it right now in May, but what does that look like when we get to the fall? I mean, I'm just thinking about last year when we were talking about. Texas A&M. Nobody in their right mind thought they were going to miss a bowl game. People were getting mad at us, and we called them going eight and four. I say us, myself. I was saying A&M's going to go eight and four. They're like, are you out of your mind or winning ten yeah, games? Yeah. And then they end up winning half of that. So uh, I'm very curious to see also what does A&M look like. I know they got to go to College Station, and I feel like that talent on that roster is tremendous. But again, a team that missed a bowl game last year, and they're going to break in a new quarterback. Like just just so many question marks. Where it's hard to speak in absolutes when you're talking about. Uh, what this schedule is going to look like for Auburn. J.D., you do an incredible job. How can people check out everything you've got going on, man? 
Man, I sincerely appreciate that. Uh, you can check us out on the Onthra YouTube channel. We got content every day. We're live twice a week, Tuesdays and Thursdays. Hit the bell and, and find out when we're going live. You can also find me on Twitter and on Instagram at JD Pakel. But man, I appreciate you having me on. I have a lot of buddies that watch you and, and do what y'all do here. And um, big fan of the show, man. So y'all keep crushing and happy to come on anytime I can help. Yeah, I appreciate it. No, you'll definitely get another invitation soon. You can follow all my socials at Z Blackerby, and we will see you on Monday. This has been Locked On Auburn. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.